I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 160. I'm going to call this Dear Older Me. Or, sorry, younger me. (laughs) I'll explain a little more lately, but I just have been thinking about this random, some expectations or ideas you have when you're like young, like things you want to be when you grow up. And whether or not you actually achieve them, do you like need to be disappointed in yourself? I'm saying no. Anyway, I've just been like, contemplating these things probably for a conversation I had with my daughter who has also been struggling with some ideas she had about like how she thought her life might go and it's a little bit different and isn't that true for all of us and we have these kind of expectations that we have to just like manage and sometimes it can be interesting like it's a struggle so I just wanted to work on this a little bit anyway hope you guys are all doing well I promise I will, (laughs) we will come back to that. I do have to tell you today, I was subbing this morning and normally I've like avoided the middle school. And this week, like the high school has had hardly anyone sick. I'm like, come on people, why are you not sick? And then a ton of people at the middle school. So finally I was like, fine. I really want to earn some money because I'm bringing my kids home for Thanksgiving and paying for plane tickets and all that stuff. And so I was just like, okay. And then I just remembered why. (laughs) Oh, anyway, but I made it through my day. And sometimes when I substitute teach, really, it's like substitute, try to just manage these middle schoolers. You feel like you can do anything after that. Like you basically endured that so you could do anything. So it actually is a really good thing to do. So if anyone wants to feel like you can do anything, go sub in the middle school. And then you'll feel like, dude, I made it through that. You can do anything, basically. I mean, well, maybe, basically. That's kind of how I just have been feeling. And also really tired. And every time I'm done subbing in middle school, I want to have like candy and donuts. (laughs) I don't know if I mentioned that before. I probably have. Big dopamine hit. I need to be happy. Okay. So yeah, that's me. Okay, so we're going to go back to this idea of expectations. And I did a whole series about expectations back in the fall of 2020. It's kind of one of my favorite ones. One of them was like expectations you have in relationships that I learned from Denzel Nelson, where she didn't have any expectations for her husband, who's now the prophet, President Russell M. Nelson. And she passed away like, I don't know how many years ago. I want to say 10 or 15 years ago, but she was actually a neighbor of mine. And I remember reading that in an article and just being like, what? Is that even a thing? You can't have expectations for your husband and then you can even be happy? What? So that one is a good one. And maybe I should have remembered what numbers they were. 
but I will link to them in my show notes. So if you don't remember, but their expectations. Anyway, I did a whole series because there were a lot of expectations we have. We have like expectations of time and expectations of things. And then I found this cool book called Expectation Hangover. When something doesn't go as you expected, it can be sometimes quite dramatic and cause a lot of intense emotions. Happy or sad? Most of the time sad because if something doesn't go how you expected, it usually well, not necessarily. Sometimes if things don't go as you expected and it's way better, then I don't think we're sad, right? But if it's like way worse, then I think we're sad. Maybe with a relationship or just, you know, something going in that way. So all of those things were very interesting and thinking about this because my daughter had been going through some things and some of those things were coming up from ideas that she just had for herself when she was young. And that made me think about back to my expectations of myself and what I thought I'd be like when I was an adult. So I have two kind of different scenarios. So I remember being in middle school and kind of hanging out with a group of friends and we would kind of like think about what high school would be like when we got there and the things we do and who we'd hang out with and pick people up. You know, the idea of driving was so cool. And I remember vividly these friends. And then I, when I went to high school, they weren't my friends anymore. And I feel it's interesting because I've seen that this too with some of my kids in middle school, the, some of the friendships kind of like wane and wax and wane. And I had some kind of more dramatic things happen in high school. But anyway, and so I remember thinking, ah, oh, remember how we used to talk about how cool that would be? And now we're not even that close anymore. Huh? that's kind of disappointing. And I think that can happen like when we get older too. Like we have expectations of maybe what career we thought we'd want. Like I know for me, I just was set on becoming a lawyer and I really stuck to it. Like I really loved history. So I went to Boston College. I got a history degree, ended up getting with a secondary education double major. And then I took the LSATs and I was like, oh, I didn't do that well. So maybe I'll work in a law office for a little while and make sure this is something I really want to do. And so I did that. And then I realized I didn't want to do that. And maybe that was really good. But every once in a while, I'm like, but maybe I should have just done that anyway. Maybe I really would have liked it. And then I just look back and remember like all of these stressed out there were mostly men in the office that I was working for. So maybe that was it. Maybe if I had been among, I don't know, attorneys that were women. But anyway, I just didn't want that life. It just looked like not as fun as it maybe had seemed like in the movies. Another thing I thought I would be when I was growing up, especially in fifth grade, I said I wanted to be the first woman president. It still hasn't happened. So maybe I could still do that. But then I ran my dad's campaign. Just after I graduated college, he was running for city council and I needed a job and he needed a campaign manager. I didn't know what I was doing, but hey, we worked together. My dad ended up winning, but I got the inside of just a really small campaign, city council. And I was like, wow, I do not want to like do this. There's so much nastiness happening. And this was just in this little city council race. Like what the? So then... That little dream kind of like fizzled out. 
you know? And so sometimes I like feel like I need to report to my older self, you know, like, or my older self needs to report to my younger self. Like, hey, this is what happened. These are all the circumstances. You didn't know this was going to happen. So I, <laughs> I think I'm just like kind of grappling with this idea and hopefully I'll make a little more sense. But I was even thinking like, do maybe I should go back to law school. Should I do that? And I just go back and forth. I really don't want to do it. And, but then I think it was, what was it? Three years ago when Amy Coney Barrett got like nominated for the Supreme Court and then became on the Supreme Court and she had seven kids and somehow she was able to like have kids and be this awesome attorney. And maybe I just didn't realize that you could do that so well. But maybe I also realized that I didn't want that too. So anyway, the struggle is real. So then I remember talking to a friend who said, you know, I really didn't have any expectations for myself and for like with relationships or job or what I wanted to be. I just maybe for some reason I didn't think about that stuff. I was like, whoa, that's probably awesome. You just like live your life and figure it out. And there's no like, you didn't do that. Remember, you told yourself when you were 10 that you were going to do that. I also need to remember sometimes when we're 10, we're tellers or even five that we want to be like something totally unrealistic and we don't have any idea. And I think when we're younger, we really don't have a sense of what it really looks like. And even when we're older, I don't think we have a sense of what things might actually look like. Like when you even get a job offer, when you look at a job, you're like, oh my gosh, this, uh, this sounds so amazing. And then most of the time, it's like a little bit amazing or not really anything as you thought. Like for instance, when I got offered this job to be a diving coach at Case Western Reserve University way back in like 2006. So I it was totally unexpected. I wasn't even trying to get the job. It kind of happened because my daughter's preschool teacher's husband was the swim coach and they were out of a diving coach and they found out I was a diver. And so I was like, oh my gosh, this would be so awesome. And I can totally just coach whenever I'm available. So like when my kids are napping, I'll just be coaching and I'll just work out so awesome. And then that was not how it worked. Because <laughs> they don't work around my schedule. I have to work around all the college students schedule. And many of the times we'd work out at 6.30am, which nobody wants to do. And that was like totally not in my expected how this job is going to go thing. So I think it's just interesting how even as a kid, we don't really know. And then I think even as sometimes an adult, you might think a job's going to be a certain way, but half the time it doesn't end up being exactly what you think it is. Okay. So I read this article that said that people who followed their dreams as kids were happier. That's probably true, right? If you like follow through and you, you had this idea and you kept going and you fulfilled it, that is probably pretty awesome. But the question is, I think you can probably be just as happy no matter what you end up doing, even if you don't fulfill a childhood dream. Because if you think about it, the world and all your circumstances, it changes so, so much over even 20 years. I mean, I think the difference between what life was like in 2000 to what it is in 2023, it is so different. Like, I didn't even know what a podcast was back then. And I didn't even know that I could be a podcast host 
and just reach a small audience, I didn't even know that even was a thing I could do. Maybe I could have thought about being a radio show host, but usually you think you have to be hired and be this real talent. And I just think it's kind of cool that I didn't even know that this existed and now I'm doing something. And so I think my whole process is maybe you are happy if you fulfill the dreams you have as a child, but can also be happy even if those dreams don't get fulfilled because you actually worked out something else that you decided was even better than the dream. So I'm going to read this quote, which said in this article, it was from this place called Perkbox, which I guess provides like employee benefits and perks for different companies. And it was kind of a random like article find within this, you know, blog sphere, but had this whole article of just how like pursuing your dream as a child that the quote said of the lucky ones who made their childhood dream a reality 92% are happy in their current job leaving only 8% unhappy in their dream role those who didn't pursue their childhood dreams are twice as likely 60% to be unhappy in their job does wistful thinking to dreams gone by mean that we are left feeling that the grass is greener elsewhere And I think that is really the key. Do we think that, oh, if we had just pursued that dream, maybe I would have been happier? And my answer to you all is no, because you can be happy or unhappy whether or not you pursued your dream. So half the time, like I said before, as a kid, we really don't have any idea what it looks like to pursue our dream. And if we'll really want to do that when we're older, as we mature and some of our likes change and we do change a bit. And so I thought, maybe we need to stop asking our kids, first of all, what they want to be when they grow up. And instead, ask them some questions like, what do you really love doing right now? Or what are some things you're super passionate about? And I thought this might be a fun one. If you could create a job for yourself right now, what would it be? I was just thinking, how could you help them unlock the way they like see things and interests that they have and passions that maybe then you could help guide them in a way that would help them really just feel like, wow, not only am I going to pursue some dream that I had, but now I really understand some of my passions and interests and special talents and strengths that I have that'll work with maybe this type of career or this type of career. And then that will help them as they rise into ideas of what they want to be, kind of figure that out instead of having just like a couple set things. It was funny because in the article, they said the two top things that every child would say that they wanted to be when they grew up was a teacher and a vet. Because all kids love animals and we're all with our teachers all day. And most of the time we love them, especially when we're younger. Okay, so what do we do with our younger selves dreams or ideas of what we wanted to be? And for me, for instance, that didn't get fulfilled. What do I say to my younger self? Well, first of all, I'd say you have an awesome life. And don't even worry about all that other stuff. It's all going to get worked out. You meet some great friends. And honey, you have a super great husband. I can't even tell you how awesome it's going to be. And then you have these kids that are just great. And you have such a good time. And you'll be so surprised that you like 
being a mom. Because I remember when I was in high school, I could not imagine just like being a stay-at-home mom. I just was like, why would you just want to do that? And I apologize to my mom because she dedicated her life to us. But for some reason, I just thought that was not what I wanted to do. And I actually remember like being really creeped out by one of my friends who was so excited to be a stay-at-home mom and had the names of her kids already picked out. I was like, don't you want to have a life? And then I find out, yeah, she does want to have a life and she's probably pretty happy now. Just like I figured out that I'm pretty happy. So I think it's just really interesting, this whole idea of disappointing our childhood selves or even disappointing our 10-year-old selves. If we did if we did something that we thought we'd want to be 10 years ago and we didn't become that. And we didn't really know 10 years ago of all the circumstances and all the little things that would come up that would make us in the situation we are now, which had us making all these choices. The other thing just to remember is your younger self doesn't know all the things that you do now and not to worry about it. I think that not all dreams and expectations are bad, but I think when you have some really specific outcomes in mind, sometimes that can be hard to accomplish. And maybe this is more like when I'm talking about having a job and maybe that's easy to accomplish, but I think that it's a lot more complicated. So I was thinking, well, what are some things that I could do as you think about like helping your kids find their way and obviously things that they can continue to develop and they can use at any job, at any part of their life are they can develop attributes, they can apply correct principles of kindness and honesty and integrity and trust. And all of those things can be used in any type of job situation, no matter where their life ends up going. Kind of like if we think about it in the lens of like seven habits, let's help really think about not only necessarily what type of career we want, but really what type of person do I really want to be? And I think my younger self would actually be pretty proud of the type of person I've strived to become. Not that I'm there yet, guys. I'm just still working on it. But like, I think that's also super motivating to think, let's worry about the habits and the attributes and the principles that are true as we help our kids kind of figure this out too. And then maybe we can also just be more present in our lives, no matter if things are going as we had expected. And I think that's my overall goal, or maybe hopefully thought for today is that if you can let go of some of the expectations you have and just live in the present and realize that you're pretty happy with what is happening, that will help you kind of like live in reality. And I guess the last thing is if there's something you have really wanted to do, but you felt like you weren't qualified or you couldn't do it, maybe look back and first decide if that's something you still really want to do. And then maybe you can work your mindset a little bit differently to decide that maybe I can accomplish the things I thought it was. Maybe 10 years ago, I thought it was too hard, but now maybe I could totally go for this so that you can kind of work with some of the feelings you've had from your younger self 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Decide if that's something you still want. And if you want, maybe try again and give yourself that opportunity to try again. 
but that you're also kind of, again, living in reality and working on attributes and habits and principles that help you really develop a good life no matter what you end up doing with it. Okay, guys, I know this is kind of a random topic and honestly, hopefully, I don't even know if I've made sense. I feel like I've just kind of been rambling about this. So thanks for just listening (laughs) and staying with me. And, you know, dear younger self, thanks for everything that has brought me to this point. And from my younger self to me, still older me, thank you for what you become. Okay, guys, thanks for listening. And I will talk to you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music. Come back next week and thanks for listening.